Hey there, Angry Faithful. I just wanted to drop in, bend your ear a little bit, get your attention. So if you're not listening, drop what you're doing and pay attention to me. Because I'm here to inform you that not only can you get your daily, maybe if you're binging it, I'm not sure, that's entirely up to you, but you can multiply your doses of angry me fuckery by paying attention to all of the platforms upon which you can find either the dulcet tones of my voice and David's voice or my pretty face and David's not-so-pretty face. Anyways, digressing. We, not only on we are on YouTube, we are on Spotify, we're on Rumble, we're on Google, Apple Podcast. We have a TikTok page. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and of course, Facebook. So if you find yourself fuckery deprived, curl up with a nice hot mug of shut the fuck up and just listen. Open those ear holes and be prepared to be cream pied like it's the first time. Thanks for listening. Welcome, Angry Fable. Today on Nerd Sports, what we're going to talk about is pumpkin canoeing. That's an actual sport. What they do is they get actual big pumpkins and everything. They haul it out and they go down of a lake or a river or something like that. It, yeah, I watched that. Oh, did you watch that video I just sent you? No, dude. I want to get your. I'm gonna get the reaction, and then I'm gonna to try to post. Oh it. yes, I saw that on TikTok, dude. Dude, I'm like... dude, he lived. Okay, well, the video that we, me and Johnny are talking about, and I wish I can get uh, coordinated with my uh, stuff one of these days. I will. But what had happened was, is there was a Jap, a Chinese, Japanese, whatever, it was an Asian boy band, and one of the Megatrons fell down on this dude's face, like right down on his face. It, I'll, I'll, I'll try to post. I'll post it on a. Uh, uh, our Facebook page, uh, you can look at it on there. But dude, and I'll I'll put the link on 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 the uh, on, on our on this video. But it, I was like, dude, oh, the whole reason why uh, I found that out was uh, this disgusting junction showed it on a, a Drinking Bro uh, podcast, mm-hmm. and dude, he he was like, dude, you got to watch this, and everybody, oh fuck, oh fuck. Are we in the 30 seconds? I don't know. Anyways, we're not getting monetized on this one. Oh, well. Uh, But, yeah, dude, I was I was listening to that when I was up at work, and it just blared out. Fuck, what the hell? What the hell? And everybody's, like, looking at me. I was like, turn this down a little bit. There we go. Okay. What? I, I think I fucked up on this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had it. I had a freaking uh, I had Cynthia. I'm gonna have her on again next week. Uh, but I was trying to. If you watch the episode, I was trying to get her to or listen to the episode. It doesn't really matter. But uh, I was trying to. She she said our uh banned word that we're not allowed to say on Facebook or on YouTube or on the streaming services or anything. Oscar Foxtrot. Oh, she said it, huh? Yeah, I, I, as soon as she said it, I was like, "Uh, Cynthia, you can't say that." She's like, "What are you What are you talking about? I can't, I can't put that. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it on on this one. Hopefully, it doesn't do anything on my uh, uh, pages or anything like that." She's like, "What did I say? I said, did I say fuck? I was like, no, it's not the word. It's words." She's like, "The oh, I was like, Oxer, Ox, Oxker, ugh, Oscar." Foxtrot. That's what we say mm-hmm. on the show. We had to. I, I, I gave her. It was like when you want to do adult entertainment stuff uh, or say adult. We have to say corn. We have to uh, do uh, fun toys. And it, I was like going down the line of all the stuff. She's we like, can't talk about midget porn either. We have to talk about little people endeavors. <laughs> <laughs> 
little little people endeavors. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> oh, okay. One. <clears throat> now, <laughs> little hold on, I gotta compose myself. Little people endeavors. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a really good one. Okay, so um, <laughs> news has been plentiful over the last week and a half because um, we know that uh, this this episode's tiniest is a bit late, but you know life. So yeah, uh, well I, I, uh, I'll explain it real quick. Uh, Johnny had a headache on Tuesday. I would uh, I should have gone Tuesday to get my laptop fixed, but I didn't. Wednesday he went on a date with his wife, and I went to go get my laptop. Uh, took and look at because I was having problems with it. It was basically two days of fuckery, and we are sorry that it's late and we get uh, uh, other episodes. Uh, look for us though on Saturday. Uh, for uh, Johnny's not going to be on. I think you can be on this episode, but we're going to do it during the day after I get off of work on Saturday. Okay. Uh, Echoes and sociopaths is that one guy I was talking about. He's going to come in and talk about the uh, uh, what you call it. Well, the boys are getting ready to go back to Wichita Falls on Sunday, so Saturday I may be out of pocket because uh, tomorrow we're going to go to the beach one last time before they have to leave, and then um, Saturday we're just going to kind of spend the day uh, gathering their things, getting everything packed up, organized, yeah, so central. I so I got it. I got it set up for, uh, uh, just me and him doing it. Then that's no big deal. Okay. Uh, All right. Um, but this that one that one should be an interesting one. And one last thing is, I am not going to be at Stone Oven doing com uh, comedy. They had to drop my segment because there's a lot of people. But even still, they don't know if they're going to have comedy at Stone Oven. So it wasn't uh, that much of a loss, anyways. Okay. It was the guy that's uh, trying to get put this thing together and everything's having a big hassle because the guy watched the show up at uh, uh, Deep End last weekend. And he's like, well, no, the comics are actually really good. I'm like, all right, whatever. Hey, you know, um, taste is subjective and apparently this guy's got that. So whatever. Um, so... So with the news that dropped today, I, I felt the need to kind of compose it a little bit so that way I can I can I can uh get on that soapbox a little bit, but make sure that I hit all the points that I wanted to hit. And even then I'm I'm typing this out and I'm I'm looking at it going, this isn't everything that I want to say, but I'm kind of up against it, you know, as far as time constraints were concerned. And you know, I, I knew I say on it is uh, at least she doesn't have to see uh, hear the national United States national anthem for nine years. You know, if if the Russians had a sense of humor, they'd play it for every morning. But, um, you know, I, I we'd already pushed the episode off a couple of days this week anyway, and didn't want to like. It was actually a good thing because we got the uh, the final verdict. Yeah, the, the verdict came out today, but I, I want to kind of jump into this because there's a lot of baseball news to cover too. Okay. So, um, so Brittany Griner, she was sentenced today to nine years in Russian prison after being charged and convicted with drug charges inside Russia itself. This is the same Brittany Griner that was quoted as saying that she didn't think that the national anthem should be played before the WNBA games. She's been multiple times quoted as having anti-American views, yet had the audacity to ask the United States government for help getting out of Russia. Sorry, Brittany, I hate it for you. But you bite the hand that feeds you, and you're going to quickly find out that you will go hungry. It's not a huge loss for the struggling WNBA anyway. The commissioner of that quote-unquote league herself was quoted as saying that the league stood to lose hundreds of dollars without Griner in a lineup. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> hundreds of dollars and these are the same professional female athletes and this is not a misogynistic point of view but these are the same professional athletes that gripe and complain because there's a pay gap in professional sports between males and females 
when you look at the disparages between the two, the discrepancies, the differences, is that the predominantly male professional sports have a unique ability that the female professional sports do not have, and that is putting butts in the seats. They sell tickets. Tickets from fans that want to see the product that is put out on the court, the pitch, or the field. The WNBA has been a laughing stock since its inception. It has been almost kind of like a social experiment that has been drug out far too long. Now, it should all serve... In all reality, it should serve as a reminder for the rest of the entitled whiny liberal celebrities in the world, you know, that that the country that you bash on all the time might be the place to live as compared to the rest of the world. The freedoms that you claim that we don't have here really don't exist in parts of the world that you claim to champion. I'm in no way a professional caliber athlete, in no way, shape, form, or fashion am I remotely in any kind of shape to dunk a basketball, make it rain from downtown, hit to contact, or even power. I don't get paid to drive a race car, throw, catch, or catch, kick a football. I am a casual observer of the sporting world, and when the entitled and oftentimes ill-informed, but nonetheless loudmouth athlete steps on their dick, or in this case, her lips, well, who are we to just ignore it? No, we almost have just as much responsibility to sound off about it as said athletes do on their various social media platforms. You are paid to do things on your chosen field of play. Most of your fans are interested in you as a person until you expose yourself as a disconnected, holier-than-thou elitist. And then your fan base dwindles to just the section of your market that only cares about your stats and the way that it affects their fantasy league. No one particularly cares about your political views or your stance on the latest social movements. In my opinion, social media, for the most part, is going to be the ultimate downfall of society. Yes, it connects the world and, the, and its population in a way that it's never been in its history. But in the wrong hands, it can and has been used to disseminate the misinformation that is ultimately dumbing un and unfortunately dumbing down our people. That is, unless it if that is unless, of course, that's your goal. You want to appeal to the less than educated so that you can line your pockets with the cash of the lower middle class after they buy your overly priced tennis shoes that more times than not end up as useless speed bumps in the corners of closets all over the world. You are not the end-all to be-all. Your talent may be generational, but your arrogance isn't. Stick to what you know, or rather dance with the one who brung you. And when people from one area of profession comment on something outside their vocation, they remove any and all doubts that they are in fact an idiot. Play stupid games and you win stupid prizes. We'll see you in nine years, Brittany, and anyone who supports her, go visit her in prison and try to spout your idiocy there. See how far it gets you. I'm off my soapbox. Damn, that was kind of vicious, bro. I had to put you like full screen so they didn't see me while you're doing that. That was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, what what you said was uh, uh all true and everything like that. And it's not going on to the fact of uh, it, it's it. That needs to be a short. That needs to be a short on the first official angry me TikTok video. Uh, I think you could do it. Yeah. I mean, if anything. Well, if I put it in uh, full view first off, but yeah, I can, I could probably. Do well, it. we'll figure it out. Anyways, moving on. Sorry. But anyways, uh, the I'm, I'm so used. I'm, I'm so not used to this. I have the. I have usually I have the mic like really up close, mm -hmm. like right here, so everybody can hear me. But here, everybody can hear me just perfectly fine. I have it like away from me. <laughs> This is totally weird and a weird experience. So just bear with me, everybody. Uh, but we, what's really sad about this is even Lon, uh, our uh, Lord and Master LeBron James, apparently, uh, you know, the fake, fake king, uh, he literally said, he's like, well, she shouldn't come back because the American public doesn't like her. He, he just wants to create some kind of clout and hatred towards everything, which is really sad. Anything that's against uh, American people 
only mm-hmm. because he's being bought out by Wish.com. And we all know Wish.com is literally the Chinese equivalent of crap that nobody should buy. <laughs> it, it's it's uh it's the Harbor Freight tools of Harbor Freight tools. A Harbor Freight actually has some good tools. I'm talking, it's like that crackhead that just went to a uh, rummaging a person's house and said, oh, you might like this. Oh, you might like this. It's rusted and barely broke. No, 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 you'll buy it. You'll buy it. You'll buy it. That shit. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that uh, the wish, Wish.com stuff stopped. I, 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 every time I see Wish stuff that come up on my feed or anything like that, on any of this stuff, I just blank it out. I don't want to see this ad. It is, it is horrible. I don't like the company. I hate this about it. I, I I just freaking hate all the stuff on there. Right. You order a t-shirt in the size that you need, and then you get a different t-shirt, two sizes too small, six months later. Yeah. <laughs> <My. sighs> Man, I feel better after going on that little diatribe there. That was, that was, that, that was, that was cathartic. Yeah, I'm glad we waited then. I, I really am. I'm glad we waited. Now, uh, do we, you go ahead and talk about baseball news, especially what you did this weekend. Yeah, so this weekend, uh, well, actually this week, Monday, we went to the we went to go see the Red Sox play the Houston Astros here in Houston, uh, Minute Maid Park, as it as it relates to uh, Globe Life Field in Arlington, is far and away a much better, much nicer facility. Um, we had tickets in in right field. Uh, second level, uh, section 253, 254, actually. Um, great seats. Um, Red Sox won that night. They won the night after that. They didn't win last night, unfortunately, but um, you know how you can't win them all. Um, hey, well, as it, as it relates to the Red Sox season this year, you can't lose them all either. So, um, I mean, I'm sure you could, but somebody would sniff, you know, somebody would you know, call BS on it. Anyways, um, the trade deadline came is, 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 uh, gone and passed. And I'm telling you, there has been some moves going on. Um, there, there, there's an article by Will liked, um, or Litched, L-E-I-T-C-H. It's at William, William F. Litched, uh, on Twitter. But, uh, I'm just, I'm going to I'm giving him the credits on this ahead of time so that way I can go ahead and and read this but it's obviously too early to start declaring winners from a wild head spinning trade deadline but most of these players haven't even pl- uh, played for their new teams yet but why let that stop us after all some clear contour, uh, contours have been set with certain teams benefiting from their new players some benefiting from the opponents who didn't make big moves and some benefiting from some savvy under the radar deals that might have been a bit lost in all the madness and here's a look at the clear winners from this year's trade deadline. Number one, obviously, the Padres, the San Diego Padres. San Diego's moves came in with such in such waves over the last day and a half that you almost have to take a step back and see them all in total just to wrap your head around it. The Padres now have a new first baseman and likely cleanup hitter in Josh Bell, a designated hitter who has a higher on-base percentage than every other player in the Padres lineup that isn't Manny Machado, and his name is Brandon Dury. A new closer, who just might be the most dominant reliever of all in all of baseball in the name of Josh Hader. He came from Milwaukee. I know, yeah, a guy that is so good that Ted Williams' name comes up every time you talk about him. Yes, we're talking about Juan Soto from the Washington Nationals. Um, he had declined a huge $412 million deal from the Washington Nationals. Now, that was either him being greedy or him t- clearly making a statement that he wanted out of Washington. That's my personal take on that. But the Padres gave up a lot, no question. You can make an argument that they need at least to make a World Series in the next three seasons to justify all these moves, considering how much of their future they sent out the door. But that's a trade Padres fans would happily make. Now, Fernando Tatis Jr. will be back soon, but this is going to be fun, and it isn't and, and isn't that what it's all about, right? Next, number two, they came in second, was the Atlanta Braves. Now, the notion of being able to trade for Rizal Iglesias came up in the last few minutes of the trade deadline in a pretty fortuitous timing. Sure, $16 million a season over three years for a reliever is a lot, but Iglesias is one of the best closers in baseball. Having him to face or having to face him and Kenley Jansen late in a playoff game is terrifying 
to a lot of hit up or a lot of lineups in the majors. Now the Braves were having a good deadline before those last few minutes, bringing in Robbie Grossman and Idhira Adriazana. Now to shore up their depth and swiping uh, Jake Odorizzi to give them considerable rotation insurance, let us not, of course, forget their biggest move of all, locking up Austin Riley, who has been there for the last few seasons. Now for the next decade, they have him. They they locked him up on a 10-year deal. He will be a Brave until he retires. The Braves won the World Series last year, but they're a lot better right now. That's scary because they went on a hellacious run. Now, third through fourth, Phillies and to a lesser extent, the Brewers. Both teams were active at the deadlines. Now, the Phillies added David Robertson, Noah Singregard from uh, Anaheim, Edmundo Sosa, and a center fielder, Brandon Marsh, who may end up as the key acquisition, all told. Because, let's face it, Philadelphia really needed a center fielder. Now, the Brewers disappointed some of their fans by losing Hayter and not adding a bat, but they did fill Hayter's spot with Taylor Rogers, Trevor Rosenthal, and Matt Bush. And Devin Williams, of course. But the real benefit for both teams might be that the Cardinals, the team that they are both fighting to get into the playoffs, did not, as many had speculated, get Juan Soto. The Cardinals boosted their rotation with the additions of Jordan Montgomery and Jose Quintana. But they were not willing to go in all the way, say the Padres were. They might be good in the long term. That might be good for the long term in St. Louis, but the Phillies and Brewers will be happy to avoid watching Soto knock baseballs off the Bush Stadium wall while they're battling the teams he's playing for to get into the postseason. Now, the fifth place winner here is the Twins, the Minnesota Twins. The Twins did not want you to get did did not want your first place teams to do, or they did what your what what you want your first place teams to do. They added bringing in a starter, Taylor Mahali, and two key bullpen pieces in Jorge Lopez and Michael Fulmer. Nothing there that knocks your socks off, but guys who should let them hang out, uh, hang on to their lead in the American League Central. Now, one of the reasons for that, the two teams that they're fighting for that division title didn't do much of anything. Cleveland Guardians didn't make a single move other than trading Sandy Leone to Minnesota of all teams, and the White Sox did was add a reliever Jake Diekman. Now, they got Jake Diekman, a uh, less-than-stellar pitcher from Boston, in, in uh, return for their catcher, who we added to our 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 catcher uh, lineup but this is going to be a tight race down the stretch and one team made itself better and the other two didn't even bother now the the Dodgers I'm I'm not so convinced that the Dodgers did really well on this trade deadline um not only did they get Joey Gallo from the Yankees his long-awaited release from the night your landscape Yankee Stadium has been for him for the past year he landed on the other team that could make a that that could make a claim for being the best in baseball. Now, could you imagine if the Yankees and Dodgers meet in the World Series and Gallo hits a key homer for Los Angeles? I would love to see that happen, and I would find myself in a very precarious position because I don't like either team, but yet I would end up rooting for Los Angeles because I can't stand the Yankees. I hate the Yankees with every fervid passion that my soul can muster. Now. Um, no trade clauses. Now, this is an interesting one. Eric Hosmer, leaving the Padres just as they things were really get exciting, are getting exciting. Now, he had to you exercise his no trade clause because he didn't want to play for the Washington Nationals. He was going to be part of that Juan Soto trade that allowed San Diego to pick him up. So instead, San Diego traded Eric Hosmer to the Boston Red Sox. Um, he's a first baseman. He's got a, a great bat. I mean, the guy's a solid player. Defensively, he's he's sound. Um, now, I mean, he he'd be ended up. I mean, the reason why he didn't he exercises no trade clauses. He didn't want to be playing on a team that was going to go nowhere this year. Instead, he's the starting first baseman for in Boston for a team that's only two games out of the third wild card spot now. A few weeks ago, Boston actually had the first wild card spot, but they hit a really hard skid, couldn't seem to put two and two together, fell apart defensively, really made things kind of untenable there. Now, the Nationals, they're saying that the Nationals placed eighth in the top nine teams of the t- of the trade deadline, but it's not this year's version of the Nationals, it's the 2025 Nationals, so be aware of that, keep that in mind. 
The good news for Nats fans in 2025, the year after Patrick Corbin's contract expires and a year before Steven Strasburg's does, the Nationals will hopefully have in their lineup a 26-year-old Kybert Ruiz, 23-year-old Robert Hassel III, a 22-year-old James Wood, 24-year-old C.J. Abrams, and a 22-year-old Brady House. And Washington's rotation might have uh, uh, Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore, Cade Cavalli, Cole Henry, and Jackson Rutledge in it and Steven Strasburg, but the Nationals had to get an absolute haul to trade uh, Juan Soto. And sure, and it looks like they kind of got one. Um, now, any contending teams that play the Nationals, this team is not going to be very good the rest of the year. So congratulations to the following contenders who have the corresponding number of games left against the Nationals. The Phillies with 11, the Mets 7, San Diego 7, Atlanta 6, St. Louis 4, and Seattle with two. Now, the Phillies could make the playoffs simply from playing Washington. Nearly one-fifth of the remaining games are against the Nats. The Nationals will be a formidable team in a few years, but until then, every contender will be happy to see them. Now, to kind of expound upon that, as far as the Red Sox are concerned, um, the Red Sox today, they did release Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, I'm kind of conflicted on that move because... I mean, obviously, with the with the sentimental value that he has for me and a lot of Red Sox fans, he was very pivotal in the 2018 uh, playoff run that took us all the way to the World Series championship. Um, and, uh, you know, so, I mean, he's great defensively. Center field, right field, he's an amazing outfielder. But with his bat being what it is, They they opted to release him, and ultimately, I think it's going to pay off. Now, I wish Jackie Bradley Jr. all the best. Um, he's always going to be you know near and dear to a lot of Red Sox fans' hearts as it relates to the 2018 title. But we kind of pride ourselves on not being Yankees fans and talking about how great the old light bulb was. Instead, we just change it, right? So. Um, but the Red Sox and the Astros made an interesting move that nobody saw coming. Um, Christian Vasquez was our starting catcher in Boston. He was announced on the starting lineup when the lineup cards were announced earlier in the day on Monday. And as my family and I are sitting down to dinner at uh, Nef- Nefty's restaurant, Nefta's restaurant in downtown Houston, a couple of blocks away from the ballpark, my phone goes off. And Christian Vasquez had been traded to the Houston Astros. Um, I immediately jumped on Twitter, started checking out what everybody was talking about. And he was dressed out in Red Sox warm-up gear. He'd just taken batting practice. And he found out from the press that the trade had gone through. So I think that the front office of Boston has a, a bit of an apology to write. And, and and relay to Christian Vasquez. Um, I spent the uh, majority of the time walking around the ballpark before and during and after the game Monday night, obviously wearing my Red Sox gear because, you know, you got to rep your squad, right? I had a lot of Astros fans, vendors, and and ballpark staff asking, if it was a good trade, because Houston gave up a few minor league prospects, very talented prospects, might I add. And I had to reply very truthfully that, yes, I, I, I enjoyed Christian Vasquez being a member of the Red Sox. He's a very solid defensive catcher. His bat, when it is on, it is on. When it's not, I mean, he still may, he still hits the contact, even though he may not be slugging it out. Um, I mean, he, he gets his RBIs. He just doesn't have the on-base percentage to show. And I, I I only prayed that that Houston doesn't break him because he's basically what amounts to is a two month rental uh, for Houston. Um, Christian Vasquez on his Instagram page did hint that um, his return to Boston has not been ruled out because he will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. So. Um, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll hope. I hope the best for him. Um, I, 
if he ends up staying in in Houston, I will uh, I'll have to wear my uh, my Boston Vasquez, you know, Christian Vasquez gear to uh, Houston Astro games and you know try to get him to sign that that jersey for me. So there's that. But um, I mean, it, dude, there's just been so many moves. I mean, it's just it's it's hard to um. It, it's really hard to to kind of just get a scope of all of the moves. And... I, was actually, I was actually looking at some of the uh, trades while you're doing that because I know you're going full on in there. I mean, there's a couple of injuries to uh, someone. Uh, let me pull this up again. I had it. I had it, and it just broke on me. Uh, there was a. Do, 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 do. You know, while you're looking that up, Trey Mancini had been a longtime career Baltimore Oriole, um, is now playing in Houston for the Astros. His first at bat in, a, in an Astros uniform is a home run. Hits it into the Crawford boxes in left field. The guy really knows how to break in a uniform because his first at bat as an Oriole with his rookie year was a home run too. So I thought that was kind of fun. Now I was looking at the Red Sox one. That's what I was looking at. It wasn't an injury. It was just uh, they were saying what you were basically saying. But uh, in other news, uh, we got the uh, NFL dropped the bomb this week on something stupid. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, lawyer of the uh, 24 women who followed, and I'm getting this from uh, Yahoo Sports. Sorry about that. Uh, the lawyer for uh, 24 women who filed a civil suit against uh, Deshaun uh, Watson held a media conference Thursday in which he criticized an uh, obliteratory six-game suspension of the Cleveland Browns quarterback as a kiss on the cheek, which it actually is a kiss on the cheek. It's a slap on the freaking hand. Uh, then called the NFL commissioner... Uh, George uh, Goodell to do the right thing and uh, give him a really fine punishment, which in all reality, uh, we're going to have to wait until what comes from the court case and see how that goes and everything like that. But from what I'm gathering, there's 24 women that are literally saying, hey, this is what's happened. And they're good in-depth uh, accusations on this guy. Yeah. Of and they're getting raked over is. the coals. Yeah. yeah. They're getting raked over the coals about it. Uh, now, if it were up to me, suspend him for a full year, and he has to negate his signing bonus, and he has to donate the entirety of that to those victims. Because my thing is this. What I would do is he is not allowed to play until – the court case is done with because that's, a, that's a tarnish on the game itself. Yeah. Well, bear in mind, um, back a few years ago, I think it was Ray Rice. who was a running back for the Baltimore Ravens KO to his wife on camera in an, in a, in an elevator, two game suspension. Oh yeah. I remember that two games. They I... gave a guy who bet against other teams that in games that he wasn't playing. Four game suspension or six game suspension for that. Um, Tom Brady was suspended for four games during the whole Deflate Gate thing. Mm-hmm. Say what you want. They came out that the that the league set him up and that they they falsified information. The league still has not officially come out and apologized for Deflate Gate, nor did they officially come out and clear. So that whole flate. Uh... Deflate gate was not even true. No, it wasn't even true. What the fuck? They, they, the balls were not deflated. Yeah, he threw deflated balls in practice, but at game time, the balls were always inflated to regulation pressure. Now, the game that they were playing in, it was cold. So, what happens when you have a ball or a balloon and you put it in cold air, right? It's going to contract because why the air compre- or condenses, right? 
Yeah. Same thing if you put it in a hot climate. Basic science. Yeah, science. Yeah. Um. So you know, I, I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm just, I'm, I'm reeling back and forth. I'm like, the, the, the whole, uh, uh play, you know, the rules violations or, you know, whatever. It just, it is so inconsistent as far as the NFL is concerned. It, you, you, you can't have it both ways. You know, you either have you, you either apply the rules to the same person that you're going after in a very obvious witch hunt or you go after, you know, I mean, like in this case, he's got 24 separate counts or allegations against him. At first it was only like, what was it? 22. And now it's gone. Yeah, but it, it's, more? it's, it's, it's 24, 24 separate women. Exactly. The guy is obviously a very a serial predator. Yeah. Whether or not, it was quote unquote consensual at first. If they say stop, you have to stop. Or how about this? You keep your dick under the towel and you let the girl do her job. Or I don't know. Why don't you go to the team staff and have their therapist give you the massage? Exactly. I mean, I, I think ultimately that's what's going to end up coming out of this is that the massage therapists are going to either have to be employed by the team or they're going to have to be cleared by the team in order for the athletes to receive services from them. And then even then it will have to be at the team facility under camera surveillance. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, and it's like, okay, you know how it's like, it only takes one guy to screw it up for the rest. And well, you know, the Sean, Deshaun Watson, you just you you can't. You you can't sit there and get traded out of Houston, go to Cleveland, get this huge signing bonus of guaranteed money and expect to walk away. You just can't do it. So to me, what I think needs to happen is. 24 women are about to become very rich. I think that he needs to be told. I mean, it, it, they need to figure out some kind of legal way to, because ultimately, ultimately Cleveland's going to end up paying the, the bill for this, but it's all going to be attached to Deshaun Watson. I think that he needs a full year suspension without pay. And he needs to re and he needs to, uh, forfeit away his free. Yeah, he's, he needs to forfeit his signing bonus. And donate that to those victims. Yeah. And he needs to go to sensitivity training. He needs to come out with a public apology. He may even have to do some time. And at the very least, he needs to register himself as a sexual offender. Well, from looking at all this stuff, this is just a civil case. So there's no going to be any kind of criminal. It's also, which is is really sad. It should be a criminal case. Okay. Yeah, it should be a criminal case. So if it's a civil case, then he needs to pay these women. He needs to he needs to forfeit his entire two hundred forty million dollars signing bonus, and he needs to pay each of those twenty four victims one hundred million dollars off the top. Now, granted, they're going to, you know, they're not going to get that amount because it's going to ultimately they're going to have to pay their attorney fees or whatever, or even have Deshaun Watson pay their attorney fees for them. You know, but all the all the same, six games is a slap on the wrist. I mean, it's like bad Deshaun. How dare you get us caught? Like, really? The NFL is turning into a joke, and Roger Goodell needs to go. Just like Rob Manfred has to go for Major League Baseball because he's ultimately ruining the game. They're ruining the games that they they have been entrusted to protect. And, I mean, it should be just as criminal as Brittany Grimer sneaking cannabis into Russia. I mean, really. Go spend nine years in prison over there. And then when you get done, you come back. Hopefully you'll have a better appreciation, not only for the country, but for the game that you were supposedly champion. Yeah, because I did a, uh, I watched a video of how they transfer inmates compared to what they, what we do here in the United States and everything. And it Mm -hmm. is night and day of, I mean, they, they get two people. Well, this is maximum security, but they still treat all the other inmates when they're transferring them the same way. 
they basically get it to where uh, they're cuffed. And when they're cuffed, they put their arms like underneath right here. They press mm -hmm. down on their back where the inmate is uh, facing the floor more or less. And they have their arm right here. So if they need to, they can drop them down to the ground really easy. We're not allowed yeah. to do that in the States, even though oh, it would fun work. Fun fact, uh, the NFL today, the commissioner, he he had designated former uh, New Jersey uh, Attorney General Peter Harvey to hear the league's appeal of the of Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension. So um, Harvey served as the Attorney General for New Jersey, and he's now a partner at uh, Patterson Belknap Firm in New York. Um, he also served as a federal prosecutor. Uh, deep expertise in criminal law, including domestic violence, sexual assault, and has advised the NFL and other professional leagues on development and implementation of workplace policies, including the NFL's personal uh, personal conduct policy. Um, he also served as the commissioner's designee in other uh, arbitrations. So he's got history with the NFL, the NFL's front office, and specifically Roger Goodell. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, so you know we're we're I'm 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 kind of, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing his appeal get denied. So yeah, we'll see but, what happens. Other than that, I mean, I got this one thing, but I'm I'm not going to even do it. I'm rereading it. I had like two other things, but that yeah. was basically about it. Uh, Football's coming in a couple of weeks. Uh, they're gonna yeah, do we're we're a few yeah, we're a few few weeks away from uh, football doing coming the back. Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, it's um, as a matter of fact, I was just looking. I think it's at like that. Raiders versus. It, it's it's crap. Hold on, I was just there. Yeah, um, too. That's what's really sad. It's. On. Yeah, it's the Las Vegas. It's Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, uh, it was Jaguars. Yeah, the, the, Raiders. the Raiders are hosting Jacksonville, but the game is being played in Canton. I think it is. So, but yeah. Um. Anyway, so hey, um, <laughs> we would be remiss at this time of the uh, at this uh, juncture in our show if um we didn't have our weekly spot. Yeah, this is the. This is going to be a sad moment because it's going to be the last one. And he's going to be physically there. We're going to have to call him well, At least for a while. So yeah, for a while. Yeah. So uh, for a while anyway, um, I'm going to pass the headphones off. I'm going to get out of the chair, uh, but I'm going to do first. This. All right. Put these on. You're going to sit in the chair. Okay. You look into that camera. Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, angry, faithful of all ages. And both genders. It's joke time with Colin. I have not pre-screened this joke. I want to be able to be as just as surprised as everybody else. So hopefully he doesn't get us in trouble with the alphabet gang. Or the women who want things now but can't seem to figure out how to work an iron when they hang their banner at their national conventions. Anyway, please, go ahead. <laughs> what comes after 69? What? Mouthwash. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, he's not wrong. Wow. <laughs> oh, that was an old one, but good one. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you, you have another one? <laughs> no, that that was it. That's okay. He, he swung. He swung for the fences on that one, folks. Yeah, he 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 swung pretty hard. Uh, <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, as customary with every conclusion of joke time with Colin, that is my genetic code on display for your eyes and ear holes. You're welcome. Please feel free to pick up your complimentary box of Kleenex and wet wipes on the way out the door. Yeah. Uh, they <laughs> a mouthwash. And okay. uh, the nerd portion of our episode, guess what comes out tomorrow on Netflix? The Sandman. The Neil Gaiman stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Dude, um, I was I'm I'm totally stoked for that. I, I I've still got to watch the season finale of New, uh, the Orville New Horizons. I've heard it's amazing. It is. I I have been I have been avoiding Facebook and Twitter those accounts specifically because I didn't want any spoilers. I finally got off my lazy ass and had enough time to watch the uh, Kenobi fight finale. That was excellent. You need to watch Terminal List so we can uh, hopefully. I started it. Um, I'm halfway through the second episode, and do like I said, with everything that I've got going on right now, I I have barely got enough time to fart. I mean, I I had date night with my wife. Our first date night as a married couple was last night, and dude, I'm I'm telling you, I mean, it was just it was nice, just about an hour, two hours away from the kids. I mean, we got home, we sat out in the driveway, and we had a conversation. And it was nice. <laughs> so Those are nice. Uh, yeah. What else? There was something else that I needed to talk about. Uh, I just, oh, uh, I'm going to try to do some other fancy-dancy stuff. Uh, I'm going to give you the TikTok stuff. And I'm just going to send you the videos, the short videos, because it shouldn't be that big of videos when I chop it down and I make it so you can actually put them up. Because yeah, just... every, time, every time I end up trying to uh, upload videos of one extension or another, it just mm-hmm. turns into some kind of... Because I wanted to go on hashtag. Ch- uh, Cynthia told me this other... Uh, uh, thing uh other website that's she said it's more free speech so i was like okay i'll i'll try i'll try that and anytime a new platform starts talking about free speech you can almost guarantee that it's gonna no, be loaded it's with actually plots. It's actually good it, it's actually it, it might be too uh that's one thing i was kind of worried about that well, that's why the whole whatever it was the alternative the conservative alternative to facebook well it the, failed the, miserably the reason why I am more or less uh, geared to going on to that is what from what she said, it's like you can monetize starting out, you can do live starting out, you can do this starting out, you can do that starting in top now. Yeah, but uh, where's the money coming from? That, I mean, have you... I mean, and what, what kind of butchering is it going to take? For TikTok. There what? Their agreement, the uh, the uh, accept shit. Yeah, the terms, the, the terms and agreement, terms and condition. Yeah, dude, it's it's Huawei, but uh, an app. They're allowed to look, uh, use your microphone. They're allowed to use this. They're allowed to use that. I'm gonna understand the phone, uh, the phone, and the app, and and all that stuff. But it second episode. Of terminal list, you watch it fully when he's talking to the uh, uh, reporter. It, mm-hmm. That that's where I got a lot of the stuff. Then I actually uh, now I did see an episode of the Joe Rogan show where they had gone on about that, where yeah, they have the you, you agree to the rights of allowing them to use your digital imprint across all your devices. To access contact lists and, and download file, and yeah, I mean, but you still I, have to let them accept the contact list, and I haven't done that's that. That's why on platforms like Apple, we have that little app that but that option to allow do not you know not allow to yeah. Track, uh, you know. what was the other thing? Oh, uh, dang, I had I had it like right there on the tip of my tongue, and I just totally. Uh, blanked out there for a second and I lost it. But uh, oh, uh, Snowden. Uh, I was listening to Time Suck and he was talking about uh, Snowden, how he does his stuff. Uh, Snowden goes into his uh, uh, phone, it disconnects the mic, and the only way to uh, use the mic is the plug in, like headsets and stuff like that. That's the only way. He- the way Snowden does it, it's kind of like really paranoid, but 
after listening to a lot of his stuff and everything like that, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that much paranoia, you know? All it takes is the right context um, or the right pentameter, the right delivery. Um, I mean, you, you could even change the, just the syntax of a sentence to make something sound less crazy than it actually is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look at Ted Bundy. He was a great salesman. Represented himself in court so many times. Uh, yeah, but he failed horribly because they had, had a lot of evidence. Look at the Democrats. They sold America on Obama and Biden. Yeah. Granted, they had to steal the election for Biden, but... Uh, that didn't happen. I don't know what you Oh, wait, you're, you're right. Oh. God, you're right. That didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Just that, you know, That's the, another thing that you and your wife need to watch is uh, 2,000 Mules. I mean, coming from a person mules. That, yeah, two thousand mules, and coming from a person that edits and everything like that, I was telling the people, ah, it's kind of sketchy, and uh, I tried to. They they were like on, it's like no, 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 that's actual video. I was like, I can make that video fucking easy, but they actually have people after that came, uh, that video came out, they arrested saying mm-hmm. they did. Uh, falsified documents on voting so it's one of those things that uh they're starting to look into it now and it is getting traction to where there's a lot of people getting arrested for that stuff yeah all right man well i'm gonna hop off here i'm gonna go in there with the kids and uh Hang out with them and wait for the wife and the sister-in-law to get home because they went to go see a movie tonight. So they're they're getting a sister night out. I'm like, all right, cool. So. All right, well, everybody, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you all. Uh, hopefully, get out there, press the like button, uh, give us a report on how we're doing. You know, if- and if you're listening to us on Apple Podcast, please. Feel free to give us a five-star review, not a four, not a three, definitely not a two or a one. Even if you hated us, make sure you click the five stars and then submit your entry. Because the five is appreciated. all hate. One, it, it doesn't exist for us for some reason. I, I, yeah. It, it's something if we're not getting five stars of hate, we're not going to – I mean, we're, we're, we're just – we're going to dismiss your comment as uh, laxic-daisical and just, well, to, to succinctly put it, Quoting Deadpool, it's just lazy writing. I know, right? So, I'm David Ickerman. I'm Johnny Skelton. Thank you for watching Nerd Sports 68. Episode 60. Oh, yes. It's 68. Got one more. One more. Oh, I got to buy that t-shirt. Oh, and they're not going to come in in time, so I'm just going to figure something out. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Thank you all for watching. And we are... Wild stallions. (laughs) Later, folks. Victory.